0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program is proudly brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Visit wholefoodsmarket.com or download the Whole Foods Market app to learn more and find the store nearest to you. to get access to sweet swag and pledge your support to the world's only food radio station. Visit heritageradionetwork.org donate to become a member now.
2: Welcome to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, a food writer and director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes deeper understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from a studio at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every daily in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, Zakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, so I'll try to demystify it in this program with my good guests. And my guest today is Megumi Sasaki, who is a filmmaker and the director of the award-winning Herb and Dorothy, and the new movie, A Whale of a Tale*, which received official selection of the Busan International Film Festival and to be released to the public this fall. Uh, whale hunting is a deeply controversial and sensitive issue, especially after the movie The Cove came out in 2009. But Megumi bravely and effectively faced the issue again in a Whale of a Tale*, and showing both sides of the arguments. So today, we'll discuss the core issues of whale hunting in the context of animal rights, history, and the food culture of the local community. But quickly before we start, Japan Eats is available on Heritage Radio Network do- uh, website, as well as on iTunes and Stitcher's podcasts please go to iTunes or Stitcher and subscribe to Japan Needs. And please, by the way, we appreciate your feedback. Also, if you have any ideas about topics of the show or show guests, please let us know. You can email us at Needs at heritagevideonetwork.org or kikkokatayama.com. Now, let's start a conversation with Megumi Sasaki. Hello, Megumi. Welcome to Japan Needs. Hello. So, uh, first of all, you're from Japan. And uh, where did you grow up in Japan?
3: I was born and raised in Sapporo, Hokkaido. Um, you know, now famous for beer, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Other than the Olympic games,
2: <laughs> right? So, um, so then uh, I heard that you never went to film school, but mm-hmm. you have a lot of interesting experience in the media in the past. So, what kind of experience do you have?
3: Well, I did a lot of things from writer for freelance writer for uh, Japanese newspapers and magazines, and also photographer. Mm. Uh, at one point, I wanted to be a wall photographer, so I traveled to uh, Eastern Europe right after the Berlin Wall collapsed, wow. and took pictures and traveled along throughout seven um, Eastern European countries.
4: Mm,
3: wow. So from there, I became a freelance journalist, and then moved on to a broadcast um, television journalist, and I was an anchor and a reporter. For NHK's uh, mm-hmm. morning program,
2: mm-hmm. it's like a uh, BBC in Japanese version.
3: Yes, NHK is like a yeah mm. public TV,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: Wow. And
3: then I move on to uh, sort of, so I did that for like a few years, and then I move to behind the camera and mm. producing um, news and also uh, TV documentaries. Mm. And,
2: yeah. So experience kind of culminated at yes. the right place at right, the right time. Okay, so um, so you also made a fantastic movie called Herb and Dorothy. I tr- truly enjoyed it and loved it. So Thank listeners um, who have not watched it, uh, could you tell us about what the movie is about?
3: Yes, it's a story about a unique art collector couple, Herb and Dorothy Vogel. Um, Dorothy was a librarian and Herb was a postal clerk. They mm-hmm. live in one bedroom apartment in New York City, Upper East Side. They started collecting a contemporary work of art um, from '60s, early '60s, right after they got married. Mm-hmm. They didn't have money and they didn't they did not have space, so they have two rules: just uh, to buy something that they can afford and uh, that has to be fit into their small apartment. Mm-hmm. So, but they had a really good eye, so they collected um, young at the time, young unknown artists, but all this, um, a lot of many artists became world-famous, very successful artist. So their collection grew to thousands and thousands of pieces, and they just clammed into their one bedroom apartment. Mm. But um, the collection became really valuable and world-famous. They could be a millionaire if they sold a few pieces, but they never did. Mm. And they gave everything away to the National Gallery of Art, and they, you know, uh, actually, Herb passed away four years ago, but um, they never really uh, had a sort of affluent life, very Mm -hmm. humble life with their uh, civilian um, civil servant's uh, pension.
2: Mm. So the the pure spirit of patrons.
3: Yes, they were pure art, a patron of the art.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Not Lately it started to be more like a subject of investment, but it's really a good reminder.
3: Totally, yes. I was very shocked to hear the story. I couldn't believe that was a true story.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So, uh, but, you know, as a filmmaker, why did you decide to make Herb and Dorothy?
3: Well, I, you know, to be a filmmaker was never my goal, life goal. I never went to film school. I never been a film buff, so-called. But um, I was just totally touched by their life story. I couldn't believe that was a true story. And I was so desperate to let the world know about them. Mm. And I didn't know how. That could be maybe uh, the magazine articles or television program or news feature story. I didn't know, but um, it just ended up... um, be a documentary, future documentary
2: film. Mm, so that's, you are the genuine version filmmaker. That's a spirit <laughs> that made me. Uh, I, I guess <laughs> yes, filmmaker. Right. Okay. So um, so now let's talk about your new uh, documentary film called uh, "A Whale of a Tail," mm-hmm. or in Japanese Okutera-sama, but that's no story no monogatari. I really like the Japanese title. <laughs> Thank you. I right, saw so the two justice uh, yes. stories. Mm-hmm. So um, so which was initially released at the uh, Busan International Film Festival in Korea. In Hi. October last year, and uh, uh, will be shown to the public uh, this fall.
3: Yes, I'll, we have a big theatrical release in Japan starting in Tokyo, September ninth.
2: Mm, okay, mm-hmm. so hopefully, it's going to be it's going to be available here. I it's hope gonna... so. I'm working on it. Okay, yeah. right. So, um, yeah. So, what is the theme of the film?
3: Well, um, it's um, let me see. It takes place in the village called Taiji in southern Japan that was denounced by the Oscar-winning film The Cove. Mm. And ever since The Cove won the Academy Award, uh, the international activists from all over the world, they just flocked into this little, tiny little fishing village.
2: Mm, right, so this is back at The Cove was uh, um, the... The taiji is in Wakayama Prefecture, it's just right. some part. Mm-hmm. And then um, people saw in the film, it's right. abuse of dolphins or I mean Slaughter. small version of whales yes. mm-hmm. uh, with fishermen, the poisoning of waters. And uh, although the hunting practice was a key economic t- activity for years and years in Taiji. So, um, yeah, so that's the movie. Right. Exactly, and uh,
3: <clears throat> ever since, because of the uh, really visually shocking scene of dolphins slaughtered by spears, and all the ocean turned into red with the uh, blood, and that was a pretty shocking film. Mm-hmm. And it's a very well told story, but uh, many factual things are wrong, and um, I felt the filmmakers were did not have enough information or knowledge, or Understanding of the culture and mm. what's behind it and why they're doing it. Right. And because the town of Taiji has an extremely long history of whaling. It's almost 400 years. Mm. And um, the place is like located uh, southern tip of Ki'i Peninsula. Mm. So it's in the middle of nowhere, very far place, I- even still now,
2: today. Right. And I heard this, they don't have any other agricultural resources. Right.
3: They couldn't grow any food. Um, But they happened to be, you know, it was a passageway for whales and dolphins. So their ancestors bravely went out to the ocean. And they are the first Japanese to invent the way to catch alive whales, the big whales, and then make it as a business. Hmm. Until then, well, they were probably eating whales and dolphins um, accidentally you know uh, i think washed up on the shore
2: right.
3: japanese been eating whales and dolphins it said like over eight thousand years
2: mm. um, but just think of it it's like killing whale It could be giant like a monster that's a huge yeah to-
3: <laughs> there is actually a life size uh, replica and a museum of taiji and it's just unbelievable how big the animal is mm. and How these you know their ancestors with no modern technology they just went out with a boat, with hundreds of uh, men. um, Sometimes I think more than three hundred men from the village, and every single person in the town in the village were involved in some part of the Mm whaling, like whether it's processing or selling or whatever. Um, But anyway, so this history uh, the town has a extremely rich long history of whaling that includes catching uh, mm. dolphins as well so you know those whalers never questioned about uh, inheriting what their father grandfather great-grandfather was doing but one day when they woke up no uh, no that whaling is no good anymore
2: mm. right. it's
3: based on a uh, global standard it's a wrong thing to do
2: mm I mean historically though that they really couldn't survive uh, the starvation literally right so that's the history probably wasn't describing the code
3: right and there's like there's a saying that one catch of a whale could nourish seven communities wow so that means it was um it was a very um, big um, sort of like life that could Give to the people, mm. and um, they—they're so thankful to the animal that you know the animals, uh, whales' life is given and sacrificed for mm. the human beings to survive.
4: Right.
3: So there's not just food; it's—it's it's about there are many different kinds of cultures, dancing, singing,
2: mm. spirituality. Well, speaking of that, mm-hmm. you know the no not wasting anything. Right. I think we really represent. You know, like from fat to tongue to everything right. is eaten, and eaten or used for the craft. Some
3: right. Kind of like yeah, mm-hmm. artifacts.
2: So I think it really reflects the Japanese uh, food culture, mm-hmm. and there's always uh, a gratitude, right? Because you kill, mm-hmm. you are responsible for the exactly. sacrifice. Yeah, right. Okay, and I have a. I really thought the movies really neutral you try to capture both sides mm-hmm. you know and then the key person uh, is a jay alabaster right so he's just a very interesting personality so maybe you can tell us uh, who he is okay
3: um uh, jay alabaster is an american journalist he used to work for ap associated press and when the cove Right before I think the Cove won the Academy Award, he was sent to Taiji to do the story.
2: Mm. So he was already living in Japan. right? In Japan, yes,
3: he's he's he lived in Japan. I think almost twenty years, mm. and he speaks fluent Japanese. Mm, and, very fluent, uh, very fluent. Yes, he speaks and read and write, and he can do everything. He's more Japanese than I am. I guess <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I met him in 2014 and I didn't know he quit AP Mm. and moved into Taiji because he was very intrigued by the history and sort of all the controversy surrounding Taiji Mm -hmm. so he wanted to learn more about it so he decided to quit the job and then moved into Taiji and he was trying to understand the culture Mm -hmm. as well as history so um I knew I wanted him to be a part of the film and I wanted to interview him, but I didn't know how important role he would be
4: mm. um,
3: but I didn't want to make the story of his story because this is a story of Taiji and story of uh, whalers mm. so um, but eventually he became sort of like a guide of that story and in a way he reflects my voice he's like my counterpart because I am Japanese and living in the states for a long time, and he's the opposite. He's American and lives in Japan for a long time. So mm-hmm. we sort of share the same a lot of you know we share a lot of views and opinions about this uh, matter,
2: right? Yeah. And also very global views to share, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and uh, I mean, if the core was about animal right, the theme of the whale of a tail seems not that simple. So, um, what do you think? I mean, you and uh, And Jay probably had uh, the core issues to feature in the movie, right? Right.
3: Uh, There are several things that we um, share the opinions about, you know, um, the issues surrounding this controversy. Uh, One is um, the problem with Japan's way of communicating with the international world community, Mm -hmm. because... um, somehow japan is not good at expressing themselves mm. in the world right they'd rather just keep themselves like keep quiet and don't say anything mm. so i think that's very wrong because they japan has accountability because the rest of the world are really angry about this issue mm. but they haven't come forward and explain why they do it the only thing they say is this is japan's tradition and culture mm. But it's not convincing. They right. really have to come up with better, I think, uh, explanation to that. Mm.
2: That's interesting. Because I think in America, people are expecting uh, to express, right? Mm-hmm. Towards you, towards yourself. Right. And it's, uh, I think in the educational system, it really encourages you to say something, even if you don't have any spe- specific idea. Mm-hmm. And in Japan, you ask, but you kind of stay quiet, not expressing
3: Right. Too much. I mean, people don't really like people who are expressing thems- themselves too much. Right. And they expect you to be more reserved and be quiet, mm. not too like, forthcoming too much. Right. That's the culture. I mean, I think it works in the Japan Japanese society, but it doesn't work, I think, in the global world, today's right. world.
2: And also, maybe Japan closed the country, like, 200 years, and then just we're divided. It's okay. Right. Not to be... Um, interrupted by anybody else I think
3: the basic problem is just English Mm -hmm. I think that's like a very simple basic problem that people don't speak good enough English Mm. so that they can't communicate you know with Mm. the outside of Japan
2: That's crazy right The education is pretty good, they know a lot of words but they don't know how to speak
3: I think it's a mental thing Mm. they have a knowledge but something is stopping them because they don't want to make mistakes. They want to speak a perfect English, which is totally impossible.
4: Mm. And
3: it's not about the correct grammar or correct... It's not about the correctness, I don't think. But it's about the willingness to communicate with the other people, Mm. with the world. But uh, they don't see that way. So unfortunately, they still have a problem.
2: Mm. So maybe this film is going to send out a message of you have to express yourself properly.
3: I think yes my message I think the uh, this film's message important message is the um about the communication and having a dialogue
4: mm-hmm.
3: and open to open minded to the other side of the uh, issues you know um, I think we always need to listen to the others and then never ever assume that you're the only right person mm mm-hmm. Uh, because that could and um, impose your idea to the rest of the world. Right. I think that could cause conflict, mm-hmm. and can, that can lead to the war.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's interesting that you say that because it was you know, as as long as I keep watching closely what people are thinking, and now Japanese community inside mm-hmm. has diverse opinions.
3: Exactly. Right. Even like yeah, like Japanese, even the same Japanese people. Grew up in the same town or community, they all have a different ideas.
2: Mm, right. So, the speaking of uh, in the film, uh, there are scenes uh, from the annual whale festival, and where people celebrate food made with whale. But at the same time, there is a memorial ceremony for whales, and it seems that local community was so grateful for, like you said, you know, for the death of whales, right. and supporting their. Life and economy right so uh, so what is the mentality of the local people? like you know you can see it from uh, the film, but you know nowadays mm-hmm. there is a mentality it's been this way, but are they changing or you know well
3: what kind of- I think people are very tired of dealing with this controversy mm-hmm. and the media attention from all over the world. Right. It's a small, quiet town, very tight, neat community. Um, they just want to be left alone I think mm. but I guess um, these issues is, I think grew beyond the town of Taiji, it's the matter of Japan mm. and especially it's not about whaling itself but it's um, animal rights issues right. which is becoming more and more active mm-hmm. so I think Japan needs to express themselves and explain themselves why they're doing it.
2: Mm, and right. um,
3: otherwise, I think they are going to be in a very difficult position.
2: Mm, right. Mm, so that really kind of makes me think. So the Cope to me was very kind of aggressive and almost scary. Extremely, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there is an effect to wake people up What's right. wrong, what's right, but at the same time, you know, do you have a right to say it? Mm-hmm. It's what's the respect to other people's lives? Right? Right. So, it's like a never ending conversation. But, well, the, but one thing I really thought it interesting was that one of the foreign activists put out the sign out in the ocean, and uh, that could trigger the anger of the fishermen. So, the Japanese animal rights activist. In the village scolded the foreign activists, saying the signage is not illegal, but mm-hmm. Japan is a, a country of manner. So in Judo and the Kendo, we always bow at the end of the fight, we bow. So that's the manner. So you have to keep the manner here, too. Yes, that's
3: <laughs> a police local policeman
2: said okay. that to the activist. Uh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a very interesting piece. Yeah, and it really shows the kind of local culture, mm-hmm. right. Okay. Anyway, so let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk about the biggest challenge Mayumi faced, uh, Megumi faced uh, in making the film. So please stay with us.
1: Today's program is proudly brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Whole Foods Market believes in seeking out local, fresh, and seasonal food and in supporting local farmers, makers, and the community as a whole, economically and agriculturally. Whole Foods Market believes in food that is vivid and colorful, fresh and full of nutrients. Food that connects you to your body, the seasons, and to nature. Food that helps you do more, sleep better, and wake up happier. Found in over 400 locations throughout the United States, Whole Foods Market only sells food that meets their standards, which means no artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, or sweeteners, ever. Whole Foods Market believes in real food. Visit WholeFoodsMarket.com or download the Whole Foods Market app to learn more.
2: So welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats, broadcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, and my guest today is Megumi Sasaki, who is a filmmaker and director of the new uh, thought-provoking movie, A Whale of a Tale. So, um, so what was the biggest challenge in making the film for you?
3: I was very careful to keep a good balance um, and not to make anybody look bad mm. because there's so much hate and darkness in um, mm. the issue of whaling and dolphin hunting and I just did not want to trigger that mm. one more hate right. from the movie mm. I just wanted to show hope and there could be a way that we can compromise and understand each other mm. instead of like um, you know hating each other
2: right
3: but it's a very difficult thing. like I try not to use the word neutral because it's a very tricky word, um, because n- nothing can be purely neutral, because you know, every person has a different idea, different perspectives. So depending on where you stand, mm-hmm. the neutral point really changes. So I, al- I always want to say just keep a healthy, good balance.:
2: Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. because it's such an emotional elements right Mm -hmm. we're discussing throughout so and you said the message you wanted to send out from the movie was the communication right so do you think you achieved some kind of communication between the the two parties or you know that remind people i don't
3: think communication has started yet but i think people started realizing Mm. there's always another side of the issues Right, And especially in the United States, you know, we always hear both sides, sides of the arguments in any kinds of issues, whether it's abortions and or gun rights or, you know, um, LGBT matter, anything. Any issues we hear the both sides of the argument except the swelling issues mm-hmm. or dolphin hunting issues or animal rights issues. We just hear only one side. Right. So, I think it's very important that we provide uh factual uh information mm. not false you know news but uh mm. truth i mean a fact right and then and everybody should have opportunity to look at the issues from many different you know. Mm. Aspect
2: right. So make up speaking before you
3: make up the mind
2: right. Mm-hmm. So th- those aspects, for instance, um, you know, even majority of Japanese people never eaten whale, mm-hmm. and um, but you know, some may argue that Japanese whale hunting does go back to. I heard it's like eighth century right. And uh, also after World War Two, it was General Ma- uh, Douglas MacArthur mm-hmm. who initiated to use whale meat as a main source of protein because right. Japan was so poor, and uh, he. Um, he also write to turn uh, to turn the military tankers to whale whaling ships. So that's the truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, another argument would be like, why whale only, right? Because um, you say whales are smart that you should not kill them. So are pigs, pigs are very smart. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this kind of like global modern world conversation. Um, how do you, th- how do you think you uh, can actually communicate mm-hmm. out- outside? You know. If you watch this uh, film and what's the starting point uh,
3: I think just to start the conversation with your friends about it and um, we just had a New York North American premiere at Japan Cuts a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago and people were just so passionately responded to it and mm-hmm. they all say "Wow, well, I never knew anything about these issues and I never thought about that mm-hmm. in this way. And that well, let's way. talk mm-hmm.
2: about that. So, because uh, that was a uh, North American premiere, Whale of a tale. That mm-hmm. was Japan Society. That's a Japan Cuts right. Right, program. Mm-hmm. And it was July 15th. So, how many people gathered to see? I think it was almost close to Full House. Wow. Yeah. So, it's like 150 people? No,
3: I think it was over 200.
2: Okay. Yeah. Right. So, what kind of. Um, reactions, comments, did you get?
3: Oh, they were... um, Some people said that um, well, the the same things happened to the coal mining town. So do you want to, you know, think about doing a next story for the coal mining town? It's like, um, (laughs) I don't think so, but I'll think about it. Mm. (laughs) Or do you want to do a follow-up piece um, on the story? It's like, no, I spent more than 60 years to make this story so i'm totally done with it (laughs) (laughs) and there are a couple of like uh, animal rights activists there Mm. and they uh, sort of wanted to give me a hard question and hard time uh, mentioning that uh, this is all based on emotions but there's no factual, i mean a science in it Mm. and that was one of the um, audience was a scientist and she was pretty emotionally expressing that. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting. but um, um, and also she was uh, very frustrated that I never included the facts that um, how dolphins are smart. Mm. And um, so my answer is I never thought that was necessary because there are tons of documentaries and TV programs tons of tons of information about how dolphins are smart. Mm. So do I really need to say that again here or do I need to prove it here? I don't think so.
4: Mm.
3: But what's lacking is that um, the acknowledgement that this animal rights issue, especially surrounding dolphins and whales, are based on a lot of um, emotions. Whoever can move human emotions mm. can move the world. Right. So science facts have been always ignored Mm. so that's where we are so I wanted to focus on the human story and human
2: emotions Mm. well it's a social science Mm -hmm. as well which is which triggers scientific analysis as well
3: right exactly the science meaning like for example like very simple scientific facts that whales and dolphins the uh, species numbers number of species of whales and dolphins are more than 80 Mm-hmm. Eighty different kinds of whales and dolphins are out there. There are some you know whales are endangered species and but many of them have never been endangered mm-hmm. and they are considered to be abundant
4: right
3: so um so these simple numbers we don't even know i mm-hmm. didn't even know that and whales and dolphins are the same cetacean groups, the same kind of animals um um, those things that we don't know. And mm. how, so how do you define the intelligence and smartness of the animals? Who decides that?
2: Right. And so what's the cutting line?
3: I think, yeah. So, you know, I think basically when we say smart animals, meaning that animals that can behave like humans. Mm. So it's all centered by the human beings. But there are so many animals, there are so smart, they can do so many things that he, a human beings cannot do. Mm. But they're not considered smart, like right. birds can fly you know globally without mm. GPS and the same route every year. I right. think that's pretty smart Mhm but uh, people don't really think so deeply about the intelligence of it
2: mm. and also for the Buddhism idea, you know life it has the same way mm-hmm. so you you may be mosquito and you can be easily killed, but the next life can be human being
3: exactly and you're
2: yeah. killed then somebody's going to be punished for that. Mm-hmm. So, And also I think I heard that uh, the audience um, laughed at uh, comments in the movie by the activists, you can kill domestic animals humanely, mm-hmm. but there's no humane way to kill dolphins or whale.
3: I People are like so cynically <laughs> laughing at it. And um, I never really expected that I'd get a... the film would get a laugh in that section. But mm. that's kind of interesting. That's why I love New Yorkers. You know, I love to show the film in New York because... New York audience is pretty smart.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And mm-hmm. yes.
2: Sensitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we are always constantly asked about different sides of the stories. Right. Right. Exactly. hmm mm. And um, also, uh, I heard that there's audience applauded when the member of the Sea Shepherd asked the mayor of Tai Chi, uh, is there any way to help you for the future of Tai Chi? And the mayor responded that we decided what to do with our town. And there's nothing to do for you to deal with.
3: Right. Only the residents of Taiji mm. can decide. And you should just register as, um, you know, resident. And then you can say something.
2: Mm. Yeah. Right. So, you know, like, again, but if you are very um, keen to protect animals mm-hmm. of certain types or whatever, it's just very um, thought-provoking. Yes, right. I, uh, I think that's the whole point of right. this uh, film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so where can we watch where will tell?:
3: Well, that's a good question. Um, I am, I've been working with the uh, global distributors and educational distributors um, to see um, how we can deliver this film, how we can show this film mm-hmm. to the audience in this country or in Europe. Right. Right. Mm, But we haven't uh, decided yet. We had a very difficult time to show this in a festival. No festival wanted to take it except Japan cuts. Mm. And one of the festivals um, accepted us, I mean, invited us, and then at the last moment they canceled the invitation.
2: Mm, Because it's too
3: sensitive? They were very considered, and they were very nervous that they did not want to... um, Upset the cold filmmakers, I guess. Right,
2: and bringing all those activists to right. demonstrate outside, something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, but well, luckily, um, in this modern life, we have YouTube for it's like word of mouse everybody can have access to learn. Sure. Right, so, okay, and then in Japan, it's going to be available in September? September 9th, yes. Is mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so uh, different theaters? It is going to start from Tokyo. Okay.
3: And then we already have several bookings um, in Japan, um, outside of Tokyo as well.
2: Mm, Great. Okay. And I heard that the book version of the film is coming out too. Yes. Mm -hmm. So could you tell us about it?
3: Yes, I just finished um, writing a book, the old background and uh, historical background, uh, also spiritual. Religious background, why we think differently, and why uh, Japanese and the Western part of the world don't really seem to understand each other about this issue. Mm. It's based on a completely different view towards nature and animals, and then the relationship with the animals. Mm. So it's not about who's right or wrong. Uh, We just had a different history and religious. Belief or religious or spiritual belief. Mm. So always like information that I could not explain in a film. I I wrote it down and then what happened uh, behind the scene of the film, mm. producing a film. Yeah. That must
2: be very interesting. Yes, right? Because I, you know, there's some moments like wow, these people are really angry on both sides I, in the film. I, so you have to be always someone between. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are a lot of uh, behind the scenes, <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
3: convincing whalers and to get us on the boat to shoot and that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah.
2: But were they open to be filmed? Well,
3: there were a few phases of that. The first, they were open, mm. and then they shut down. Mm. So I had to reopen it again, and they had to. Well, we had to what convince happened?
2: Them. They well,
3: I think. Uh, well, I started filming in 2010, and 2010 uh, eleven, they had um, tsunami disaster mm. so we have to stop um, and then I move on to another movie and I came back in 2014 by the time I came back the door was totally closed again
4: mm. they didn't want
3: anybody they did not want any media to do anything on them oh. so they shut out everybody mm. I had to talk to them, and I had to go to different channels to convince the whalers, and yeah.
2: Mm. So to convince them, you said you need to communicate.
3: Communicate. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So just to send a clear message out.
3: Many drinkings, yes, <laughs>
2: <laughs> as well. Right.
3: Eating uh, dolphin sashimi.
2: Wow. <laughs> and yeah. Mm. But actually, I I had a, a couple years ago. I had a dolphin. Not uh, the. Uh, that was a whale. Mm. Sashimi. And it was pretty chewy. And uh, it's not really like, you know, A5, A4 steak kind of thing.
3: Right, right. I think that depends on the kind of whales and also what, which part of whales or dolphins that you eat. Mm, yeah. Right. Mm, it tastes very different. Okay. Yeah. Did you grow up eating uh, whale meat at school lunch?
2: No. Um, I remember that there is a can and it's like a big... Actually, really, I like the design mm-hmm. and I kept the can for a long oh. time. Okay. And uh, it's like a colorful and a big whale picture mm-hmm. and a historic hunting scene. Right. But it's like, a, you know, Japanese traditional painting. Looking. Right. And I still remember. I yeah. think they b- still be produced. But that's as much as I experienced whale. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not, I really didn't actually, dolphin was eaten at, right. up until this movie. <laughs>
3: exactly yeah my mother even like opposed to that idea i Mm. told her that i'm making a movie about you know this town who hunts dolphins and whales and they eat a lot of dolphins and then my mom was like so upset about the idea saying oh no you never eat dolphins you're kidding Mm. yeah even like japanese a lot of japanese have um conflict idea about the uh, dolphin mm-hmm. hunting
2: well it's interesting like sometimes in China people eat dogs or you know some kind of, some countries and mm-hmm. uh, they eat horses and it's based on the food chain that time
3: right what's availability what's available and like yeah
2: right so maybe history is not an excuse anymore because all food is available mm-hmm. and it's not a delicacy. Anyways. It's not
3: delicacy, but I think, yes, I was pretty shocked to see the visuals of uh, dog meat, how dogs are cooked. And mm. Have you seen it? No. Oh, you should go and check. And right there, I, I totally understood how activists are feeling about dolphins and whales. Mm. Because in the town of Yulin, it's called Yulin, Y-U-L-I-N, mm. in southern China, they have a dog meat festival Ooh. in June. So, it, the same thing is happening there, like Tai Chi. Mm. Um, the foreign activists, animal rights people go there and oppose. Um, so, you know, try to stop them from eating dogs. And you see all kinds of dogs like clumped into this like little mm. like, box. Right. And some have this a color. Mm. And they're kidnapped from just somebody's house. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> heartbreaking. It's mm. really, really heartbreaking,
2: <laughs> right? So, because we don't see dogs not as a food item, but friends, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the perception, exactly. Yeah, right. Mm. Mm. But that's interesting that nowadays we share any kinds of food, and it things are available. Mm-hmm. So that may be one way um, to look at what's actually going on. But at the same time, though, I, I want to humanely. Um, managed uh, chicken house, mm. but you know, you eventually. How do you know chicken is not suffering?
4: Right, exactly. And it's
2: minimized, and I saw. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's like knocked down, and then they don't probably even know they're dying. Right, but we are eating them.
3: We are eating them. It's and also it's not just about food. Mm. Everything that we use, cosmetics, shampoos, uh, medicines. You know, uh, for flu Mm. or whatever, Uh, it's all tested on animals. Right. So even if you're a vegan and say that you know, hey, I don't need you know meat and fish, but still, we can never avoid you Mm. know sacrificing killing animals or life forms. That's something that we really have to be aware of.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: And also. In the United States and also Japan, there's tremendous amount of food waste. Right. It's not just killing animals, but those animals are killed
2: for waste. Just just for a piece of filet and leftover this all yep. thrown away, or not
3: even they're not even like processed or cooked. Mm-hmm. Even like in Japan, it's said that one third of the food pro- uh, produced go to waste. Mm. So. I think, you know, in in Japanese saying of uh, itadakimasu, like it's like monabeti, and saying that, hey, Japanese never, you know, uh, wasted any parts of the whales. Yeah, right. But, you know, what are we doing today? Mm. We are wasting so much food. Right. And on the other hand, on the other side of the world, people are still starving. Right. So there's a tremendous imbalance here. Mm. And then... Uh, What I wanted to say is, yes, the issues of dolphins and whales, it's important, but I think the goal should be the same for all of us, to protect this, you know, world and then the environment and, you know, uh, healthy marine resources, um, eliminate this waste and waste of uh, plastics in the ocean and among hundreds and hundreds of like issues that we have here mm. so i don't think we have time to like you know hate each other mm. we should look at the same goal instead of like looking at the differences
2: right as yeah. much as a uh, global warming mm-hmm. that kind of very uh, universal right. common issue right right so there's so much of food for thought in this yeah. movie so <laughs> thank you for making this thank you right so uh, where can we find you online
3: well, I'm on Facebook. Uh, so I think it's Megumi Sasaki NYC Facebook, something like that. Okay. Yeah. And um, for the movie, I think we have a whale of a movie. Yes. A whale of a tail mm-hmm. yes. Mo- yes. It's a very basic, actually, um, website. We haven't really worked on that yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, you can find us here.
2: Okay. Okay, so listen, it's a whaleofatale That's one word. Great. All right, so thank you so much for joining us today.
3: Thank you so much. Give Truly enjoyed talking to you.
2: <laughs> so hopefully, I'll keep up, Please keep us posted, and you can come back. Okay. Next project. Maybe sure. coal mining, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, uh, listeners, if you have any questions or comments about the show or suggestions for guests or topics of the show, please contact us at, her- at Japan Needs at the heritage video Network.org or Kikokatema.com. And Japan Needs is live at 3, 3 p.m. on Mondays and always available at Heritage Video Network. Uh, Dot org, iTunes and Stitcher's podcasts. And please go to iTunes and Stitcher and write way with you. And we will really appreciate your feedback. And today's show, uh, the engineer was David Tassiore. And thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.